making waves, inspiring change, opening doors to an equal future. Here on the Trapes and Globe on Wheels Disability Advocacy Podcast, host Ming Canada journeys with an array of guests through the multifaceted world of disability advocacy. Guests will share their insights and will discuss some of today's most crucial questions and topics, as well as provide perspectives into the current disability rights movement and lifestyles of people around the world. Let's make waves together in the disability movement. Enjoy the episode. Karen Breitmeyer, thank you so much for coming on the Trips and Global on Wheels podcast hour. Thank you for having me. Karen Breitmeyer is the founder and managing principal of Studio Pacifica. She provides the unusual combination of personal experience as a registered architect and a member of the disabled community. She has made accessibility consulting and design services her focus area since 1990. She provides consulting services to local governments, school districts, architects, engineers, companies, and individuals concerned with complying with federal laws and state codes, as well as simply creating spaces that work for the unique needs of individual users. So I know that you have a daughter that also uses a wheelchair, right? That is correct. Um, So how was raising a daughter with a physical disability as someone who also has a physical disability and is in a wheelchair? I think being a parent with a disability is always, um, well, I think being a parent is always a big job and it's a challenge. So no matter what, (laughs) Um, the, the, added complication or maybe it's not a complication maybe complexity um thing that you have to work around of having two wheelchair users or um whatever i mean it just added um it it was problems that needed to be solved and we took each one at a time little things like when she um was young and um uh, we we made sure that we got her into a wheelchair as quickly as possible because I find strollers are very difficult to push and wheelchairs are much more rigid and much easier to push. And in those days I was using a manual chair. So I was having push to wheel with one hand and push her with the other. Um, I, I think at home it was not difficult because we already had a house that was wheelchair friendly. I have always raised my daughter. We used to say all the time that, you know, when you're a wheelchair girl, wheelchair girl, um, you have to be creative. And so we would run into these obstacles and we'd stop and we'd say, okay, now's where we get to be creative. And I really do feel like, you know, there's a way out of almost every barrier or around every barrier. So before deciding to become a parent, what do wheelchair users have to take into consideration in terms of not only for yourself, but also for the child that that would be coming into the family, your family? So my husband and I chose to expand our family through adoption. And so Anita came home to us when she was um, just before her fourth birthday. For, for us, it was just the right time. Um, what are the things that we had to do or had to think about? We 
did some specific things to to our the bathroom that we were going to use so that we had enough room to be able to get two wheelchairs into the bathroom and get up next to the tub because kids like to take baths and um, we made sure that there was a sink that she could roll up to um, and we did a few things to her bedroom but really I don't think we did any anything that other parents don't do you know make make sure the house is safe and stuff I think the biggest barrier that parents with disabilities face about bringing, you know, increasing their family and adding children is attitudinal. And, and I think there are so many people that think, oh, I don't know if you can do that. Or um, I, 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 will the child be safe with you at home? During one of your talks, I know you were surprised to be called an activist, you know, a disability activist. And so, how have you worked to include people with disabilities in architecture programs? And if there have been any results that you've been especially proud of? Oh, well, I, um, I have been a supporter and a mentor to a program here at the University of Washington. It's, uh, the acronym is DO IT. And it's, um, I, I'm not sure I can um, tell you accurately what those letters stand for, D-O hyphen IT, but it's a program for young people <clears throat> with disabilities um, who are considering college in their high school years and brings them together um, for a couple of weeks on the University of Washington campus and they learn um, in part about career options in the STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, in the STEM area as well as learning how to advocate for themselves on campus in their future college years. Um, and I've been an a mentor to them, um, really trying to expand their perception that um, I think of architecture as a part of the STEM um, uh, career base. And, and so over the years, I've had the opportunity to encourage a, a, you know, some young people who participated in that program annually. I've seen a lot of those kids turn into very talented uh, professionals. So how can we train able-bodied people to be more aware of our architectural needs for people with disabilities? Do you think it's something that can be taught or do you really have to have the lived experience? I definitely think it can be taught and certainly we can expand architects um, understanding and empathy of the needs. I think um, the I serve on the U.S. Access Board, which is an independent federal agency that um, develops the guidelines for the federal government on accessibility. And they have uh, recently been developing a whole series of animations that um, illustrate how people with um, mobility and other disabilities move through our environment hope because you know architects are very visual and it really helps them see if they can see what people go through and then they kind of go, oh yeah um so i really encourage people to um, go to the access board website and and spend time on those animations and i certainly have been sharing those with my professional colleagues as 
as a good training. As you may be familiar with, um, around 70% of the country's um, people with disabilities are unemployed. Um, I think to be a person of your position who is specialized in a field, architecture, and be you know, economically thriving, um, and just living a very full and uh, happy life, that is, it's, it's great to see. And I, I wish these kinds of images and people like you are on TV or on platforms that people with disabilities um, log on to. And so what, what is your advice for, in terms of make, uh, gaining uh, economic stability and living a thriving life in terms of finding a career path and not be, um, not, not be in a situation where many people with disabilities are, where they are living on, you know, on minimal, minimal social welfare and also in a predictable predicament where they're unable to or feel like they're unable to pursue an, a career path? Well, that is such a difficult question. And I certainly, if, if there was an easy answer, we would like to think that people would have, um, would be espousing that and that people with disabilities would be employed. I, I think um, I, I work with um, employers to have them consider opening uh, their eyes to the benefits of employing people with disabilities. Um, I think so many of the barriers that people with disabilities face are attitudinal um, and that some employers are, feel very nervous or challenged about um, what they might have to do to their workplace to uh, engage people with disabilities. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and came away with some information that you can now take with you to create your own change. If you would like more information about Trapes and Globe Lawn Wheels, please visit trapesandglobelonwheels.com. And that's Trapesin, T-R-A-I-P-S-I-N. And for updates and other TGOW-related news, follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, both with handles Trapes and Globe Lawn Wheels, and then also LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find the links below in the description box or on our main channel page. We sincerely appreciate your support, and we'll catch you again next time.